Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Tuesday, September 6, 2022. Stand up for your country. I'd like to say I'm happy to be back, but I'm not sure uh, with all this hard work how happy I am. But it's necessary. Um, a lot uh, happened while we were off, and we're going to bring everybody up to date with a lot of new information for you tonight. Brett Tallman, uh, warming up in a bullpen, he'll be here. Um, and we begin with the talking points memo, Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. It is now a blood feud, and I am going to explain exactly why. And that is the subject of uh, this evening's T points memo, as I said. Okay, so U.S. District Judge Eileen Cannon, appointed by Donald Trump in Florida, has appointed a special master to look at the documents the FBI took out of Ma-a-Lago to see if the Bureau violated any attorney-client privilege or executive privilege provisions. We have covered this. In fact, we were the first news agency, thanks to Brett Tallman, to break the story that the FBI did not put a, quote, taint team, unquote, in Malago before they seized the documents, as the Bureau should have done. They did not do it. They put the taint team on the other end after the documents were forcibly taken and brought to Washington or wherever they are. That's going to cause problems for the Biden administration and the Justice Department. So over the vacation, I did some sleuthing. I like sleuthing. And I have good contacts, as you know. And I found out some very interesting things. There is no question that uh, classified documents were taken from the White House down to Ma-a-Lago. They were. They were packed up, chronicled, and sent by an unknown individual or individuals with an S. The White House knows, the Trump White House knows who they are, but I can't pry it out of them. It would not tell me. I believe the names on the initial warrant to raid Trump's home are those people. Or maybe there's just one, but I suspect there's a couple. So documents that were classified were removed. That is a fact in stone. But did Donald Trump specifically order classified documents? Yes, take that, take this, take that. Again, I can't get clarification on that, but for me, that's not what happened because Donald Trump doesn't operate that way. He doesn't go over documents and sit down there and pour over them, take this, take that, don't take this. That's not what he does. Did he get a master list? I guess maybe he did. I don't know. This is important because of criminal intent. So if people in the White House packed up classified documents, sent them down, and Trump didn't order that, there's no criminal intent. It's like the Hillary Clinton email thing, okay, that she got off because the FBI said, well, he didn't mean it, whatever. So I don't know if Donald Trump went over these documents that were classified, but I would doubt it. Did he know top secret stuff was being sent down there? Probably. He probably knew that. Because in that warrant, which is still redacted, 
there are accusations against Mr. Trump and his staff. So there had to be some kind of uh, allegation that the president knew he was doing something wrong. But again, I cannot spell that out for you right now. I will get it. But this is hard. Now, the Trump lawyers do expect an indictment. Okay, they are looking to defend the case already. Now, I don't know whether that is due diligence. I don't know. But they do expect Donald Trump to be indicted by the Justice Department for removing classified documents illegally. Okay, now, the Trump people deny any wrongdoing, and it's all over the place. There's no cogent defense right now. Donald Trump's primary lawyer is in Baltimore, and he's a good lawyer as far as his track record is concerned. I don't know what defense they will raise, but I do know that a Judge Cannon appointing a master sets the Justice Department back, and perhaps a lot, okay? Because if the master says the FBI remove documents that were under executive privilege and or attorney-client privilege, the whole raid might be suppressed, thrown out. End of case. That's possible. But even if it does not go down that way, the master is going to take his or her, hasn't even been appointed yet, sweet time going over that. Now, the Biden White House wants the indictment against Trump issued before the midterm election. And here is the Trump versus Biden blood feud. This whole thing is being driven by Joe Biden. He knows what's going on here. He wants the indictment before the midterms. That is the truth. It's not what it usually is where his left-wing advisors are telling him what to do and say. This is Biden. And that's why he gave the speech last Thursday, demonizing Trump and Trump followers. So there is a campaign to get Trump indicted before the midterm vote on November 8th. And that is the subject, and that is the Talking Points memo, the conclusion of it. If you have any questions, bill at BillOReilly.com, bill at BillOReilly.com, name in town if you wish to opine. But what I have told you is absolutely true. And you will not get that anywhere else. You get a bunch of gibberish and garbage and ideological nonsense on cable and network TV and in the newspapers. Now on to the FBI. There is no doubt the FBI is corrupt. And I wrote that in my message of the day on BillOReilly.com. You can read it there. It's corrupt. Now, what do I mean by that? The people running the bureau in Washington, D.C. have not cleaned up the agency from James Comey, who was forced to resign because he did a number of things that were unethical. Okay? Now, you might have even charged Comey, but that's not what the federal government does. But Comey was booted out, as was his assistant McCabe, because they injected politics into the FBI, which had never happened. So they were gone. I'm not even concerned with that now. I'm concerned with Christopher Wray, who Trump appointed to run the FBI. Wray should have cleaned up the agency. He has not. He's not done it. 
Three vivid examples, and we'll start with the easiest one first. The leak out of the Supreme Court about the abortion member by Justice Alito. Okay, so this happened on May 2nd. It is now September 6th. And the FBI can't find that person? That's almost impossible to believe. The FBI is not trying to find the person. I can tell you that with a surety. They're not trying. Number two, the Durham investigation started in May 2019 to uncover whether the Clinton campaign tried to undermine the 2016 election by false accusations concerning Russia and Trump. So, John Durham, special counsel, appointed more than three years ago. Three years. Nothing of substance has come out of that. And finally, Hunter Biden. So, Hunter Biden, investigation started in 2018 on a number of fronts. What you should know is that Biden and his company brought in more than $11 million from Ukraine, China, and Russia while Hunter's father was vice president. Hunter Biden himself was paid nearly $6 million. There are allegations that Hunter gave his father money from that $6 million. There are allegations, unproven. The formal investigation with the grand jury began on May 15, 2019. Okay? Again, more than three years ago, paralleling the Durham. Still nothing. No charges? No, he didn't do anything. Nothing. It does not take three years for the world's premier law enforcement agency to conclude a case. It doesn't. That's laughable. That's dangerous. The FBI is supposed to protect us and dole out equal justice. This is absurd. Ray should have been fired a year ago. He's obviously incompetent. He can't get anything done at a level where the American people need to see results. That is the truth. But the corruption in Washington across the board is so intense, and the corruption of the media not reporting what I am reporting to you tonight is so blatant that the American people go blithely along, most of which don't know anything about it. So we have an FBI guy forced to quit now All right, because allegedly he was helping Hunter Biden, Timothy Thebault, assistant special agent in charge of the FBI's Washington Fields Office, 25-year-old vet. He was fired because finally it came out that Thebault was helping Hunter Biden. He denies it, but he wouldn't have been fired if he had credible evidence that he didn't do anything. And there's another guy still working there. Brian Auten, A-U-T-E-N, all right, who did the same thing, allegedly. 
They're helping Hunter Biden, suppressing evidence that might hurt him. Now, what do all of this have in common? What what is uh, the Supreme Court, the Durham investigation, Hunter Biden? What do they all have in common? All of those make the Biden administration look bad if people are held accountable. And the Biden administration does not want that. And Merrick Garland is a puppet. The puppet. Bill Barr, whether you like him or not, was not a Trump puppet. Garland is. He's a puppet. He does what he's told. And again, his marching orders are now is to indict Trump. Okay, I think I hit it all. Again, Bill at BillOReilly.com. If you have any questions, be happy to ask from tomorrow. In fact, if we get enough uh, mail, we'll do a special segment on it. Joining us now from Salt Lake City is our go-to guy in uh, federal justice, Brett Tallman, former U.S. attorney for Utah. And uh, he's now a mogul that does all kinds of uh, law enforcement advisement. All right, now it was 13 minutes of me. Did I say anything wrong or anything that you need clarification on or anything like that? No, I would not correct anything that you said. I think it's accurate. And in fact, it's um, highlighting what I think so many of us were really reluctant to see, and that is corruption at the, you know, the, the executive level of DOJ and, and FBI. I would add one other part to this that was really quite shocking to me, and that was Merrick Garland on the heels of the whistleblowers talking to Chuck Grassley and Jim Jordan about the FBI. Um, issuing an order indicating that he doesn't want uh, any employee to be talking or conversing with the legislature. That's someone who's worried about what you indicated, being embarrassed, exposing corruption. That That's indicative of, of where Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice is. Okay. Now, with the Trump documents, uh, you were the first one, as far as I know, to raise the uh, taint team, the FBI taint team on this program. It's inexplicable to me at a raid at that level, worldwide raid, that Merrick Garland and Christopher Ray did not know they should have sent in a taint team ahead of time. Have you ever said anything like this? Have you ever seen anything like this? No, I, you know, I was I watched the uh, the engagement of the special master motion for the special master. And I thought to myself, you know, Bill and I, we called this a long time ago. Um, it's it's a policy. It's longstanding. It's the first thing you do when you go after a high, high profile target like the president, where there are privileges. And, in, and with him, there's more than just attorney client privilege. There's the executive privilege. It should have been the first thing that they were outlining. In term, yep, very first thing they and didn't, so and now they have it, a special master. Right, and because it wasn't the first thing, doesn't really. I think the special master will come up with documents that should not have been seized. That can suppress the whole raid, can it not? Yeah, the the doctrine of the fruit of the poisonous tree, basically a legal doctrine that says, you know, you start where where you start to gather evidence and if it was unlawful if the if they exceed the scope of the warrant if they you know grab things that they were not and not supposed to see or review you can start to then taint the remaining part of the investigation yeah. that's what the taint team is for illegal search and seizure so i can't find out what was in it for donald trump to remove classified documents from the white house and bring them to Florida. 
I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. He's a transactional guy. Everything he does, he does to benefit himself. This doesn't seem to have any benefit that I can ascertain. Now, I did ask my sources, and they are very good. Is there any reason why he would have done this? And, and that remains a mystery. I don't expect you to comment on it. But to me, I'm going, why would he bother doing this? You know, because yeah. he had to know somebody was going to blow the whistle on him. And people did. They're in the affidavit, correct? Yeah, I think your, your, your comment on it is an important one because there's either one of two ways for this. It was somebody that sort of manipulated the situation, Donald Trump not being an in-the-weeds guy, and, and produced the very thing they wanted eventually to go after him for. Or if there was a reason for him to have it, the only logical reason I've seen is that he wanted documents relative to the attacks he, he endured and his White House endured relative to the Russian you know, collusion allegations. Yeah, but and, that doesn't make any if, sense because he could have easily copied those documents, sent them to his attorneys, declassified them before. Um, those aren't documents about nuclear weapons or anything like that. So right. he could have easily taken the path of legality. I don't want to speculate. All right, let's go into the Supreme Court. Don't you think this is absurd that the FBI can't find out who leaked this? I, I think it's one of the more outrageous things that we've watched. The you know the leak is is potentially catastrophic, and we were told that, and and the justices confirmed that. The fact that whether it's on the you know the side of Roberts or the side of the FBI, somewhere somebody's making a decision to bury this. I can tell you, you are a hundred percent accurate that they know who the leaker is if they have tried at all to find him. Okay. So it's another political play from the FBI. Finally, the Durham investigation. I'm tired of hearing John Durham this, John Durham that. <laughs> Obviously, he doesn't want to uh, solve the case, or he would have said months ago, look, I can't solve it, get someone else, or here's what I've got. And he doesn't say anything to continue on. Uh, we're going into year four now on it. It's absurd. Is it not absurd? It is absurd. Uh, I will tell you that the combination of the Hunter Biden, you know, refusal to investigate an easy case, a simple case, uh, and the Durham length of time that it's taken, it, it combines to just send the message that there's a double standard in our justice system and we have to sit back and endure it. And, and it's unacceptable. It is because it's not supposed to be equal justice for all in this country. It's a pillar of the Constitution. Hunter Biden, do you expect them ever to get indicted? Because the the testimony is there, all right? The grand jury did sit for all of those years. Everything is on the record. Do you expect him to be indicted? I expected it a long time ago. This is the kind of case where they could have very easily charged this in the first few months after receiving the laptop. Now, like you pointed out, you have a grand jury that doesn't sit past three years. So did they get an indictment and it's just been sealed and we don't know about it? Or do they have to reconvene a grand jury to review what they presented in order to, to pursue it? And if it's the latter, I think we're going to be out of luck. All right, Brett, we appreciate it. Keep an eye on anything you have. Please let us know. And, uh, you know, I think we have done our duty here as journalists to give the American people uh, an exact update on to where we are. Let's get to President Biden. He had nothing on his schedule today. Held a couple of meetings. Um, didn't matter. Uh, 
However, I wrote a column, uh, President Biden's Battle of the Bulge, over the weekend. It's on BillOReilly.com. It's an important column. And, you know, everybody's running around having fun. You might have missed it. I hope you read it. And it was off the speech last Thursday where uh, Biden attacked Trump and the MAGA people as fascists. Uh, ridiculous speech. I watched it. Totally absurd. Uh, no point in it. But it was Biden who did that. His advisors, I understand, did not want that speech to be given. But Biden himself wanted to do it and did it. Now, uh, yesterday, Labor Day, went to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and here's what the president said. Go. Nearly 10 million new jobs, more jobs than never been created at this point in any presidency in history. Wages are up. Unemployment remains near a 50-year low. And the big reason for all this is the American Rescue Plan that I signed into law shortly after taking office. With the help of your Democratic members of Congress, that's how we got it done. Not one single Republican vote. That's because the bill was inflationary. Of course, uh, Joe Biden doesn't mention inflation in any of this. Why would he? It's a disaster. He doesn't mention the stock market is imploding. That's a disaster. He doesn't mention the real estate business in uh, America is in recession. That's a disaster. He doesn't mention anything other than 10 million jobs, new jobs have been created. Well, that's bogus because he's starting when the country shut down for COVID and all jobs were, most jobs were lost. That's his starting point. Okay. I mean, but regular people don't know this. You know it if you watch and listen to me. But regular people don't know, oh, 10 million jobs, hey, you must be doing a great job. Hey, come on, will you? I mean, this is the three, this is a shell game. And the other thing uh, that he said is that, uh, you know, the vi- wages are up. Wages are up, yes, yeah, because the co- post-COVID economy needs workers. And a lot of people s- were sitting it out. So they wanted to get wages uh, up, got, companies got to pay more. But the wages are up a little bit, not a lot. They're not up 10 percent like inflation is. And it's like Biden brags about bringing gas prices down. Well, okay, but you're the one that spiked them up. It's just insane. But again, these speeches are designed for people who don't know anything. And the media just uses these sound bites. All right, Labor Day weekend violence. I'll focus in on Chicago and Philly. Um, Across the country, you had all kinds of um, what they call mass shootings. Um, In Philadelphia, we had 38 people shot, nine killed, no arrests. Great. 38 people shot, nine killed, no arrests. In Chicago, 55 people shot, nine killed, uh, no arrests. (laughs) It's you talk about the FBI not doing their job. So all of the victims, almost all of them are African-American, a couple of Hispanics. But uh, it's all drug gang situations on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And I said this before um, that. If I'm an African-American citizen and I'm seeing thousands of my peers being shot down in the streets of America, I I might say something about that. No. 
Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. So you imagine if thousands of black people were killed by white people, there'd be a war, a race war. But because thousands of black people are being killed by black people, nothing said, nothing's done. And I mean nothing's done. Nothing. That's what happens every weekend. A new study you're not going to hear about, but I will report it to you. This is from the National Institute on Drug Abuse. All right. Under the uh, leadership of Dr. Nora Volkow, it says that young adults who use cannabis, marijuana, uh, risk permanent brain damage. OK, so the study is fairly well documented. Five thousand people, 19 to 39, 19 to 30 year olds and uh, repeat cannabis users are more likely to struggle socially, face career relationship problems, uh, pot Use on a regular basis may cause psychosis, increased anxiety, and even suicide. All right? And cognitive development will be impaired. So this is a pretty dramatic study. Pot is bad. Yet, nobody's saying that because the media likes pot. Why? Because many of the media executives use pot. (laughs) I know that to be true. They like it. So they're not going to criticize it. And then the states who are legalizing it want the money. They don't care if you uh, are cognitively prepared to commit suicide or whatever. Now, I know I'm going to get letters from people who say, well, I use pot and I'm fine. Good. Good. Everybody's different. Okay? Everybody's different. But 5,000 people, 19 to 30, these are the uh, findings of the study. My job to report it. California is going to ban the sale of new gas cars by 235. You've heard that. So uh, Sacramento, which wants to run every aspect of life in California, says now come 235, any new car sold in California has got to be electric. All right. Right now, 12 percent of cars uh, on the road are. No, I'm sorry. 16 percent are electric. So that has to go to 100 percent in 13 years. Okay, that's what California does. I think it's unconstitutional, but I might lose that case. But if you're going to live in California, you better be saving your money for an electric car. However, there is a grid emergency in California right now because it's terribly hot. 
one of the worst heat waves ever. Burbank, California, 110. L.A., 103. Okay, Sacramento, 115. That were all yesterday. Uh, and you can't, by law, put your air conditioner below 78 degrees. Now, they're not going to come in and kick your door down and find out, but that's the dictum. And there are rolling blackouts. So if the grid is folding under a heat wave, how are you going to power your car? I don't know. Black Lives Matter, based in L.A. Lawsuit filed in L.A. against Shalamaya Bowers. I got that name right. Shalamaya Bowers. He is a board member of Black Lives Matter, and he is accused of taking $10 million in donations for his own use. That comes on the heels of Patrice Cullors, the founder of the Global Foundation, Black Lives Matter, who bought millions of dollars of property for herself using Black Lives Matter donations. Here's what I said last January. Let's get to Black Lives Matter. Talk about dishonest. I mean, this is unbelievable. So after the George Floyd killing, that $90 million flowed into Black Lives Matter. And uh, we don't know. We haven't gotten an update. And I assume that they're still picking up a lot of money. But I'm going to use $90 million right now. So uh, the head of Black Lives Matter, Patrice Cullors, was forced to resign because she used some of that money to buy a number of properties, million-dollar homes, all right? Okay, um, there's no doubt that Black Lives Matter is corrupt. So I was driving out in eastern Long Island. I went to uh, go to a farm stand, and they had a Black Lives Matter sign, and I didn't go. I didn't go because I'm not going to support people who support corruption. Simple as that. Labor Day weekend airline, Thursday to Monday, 21,683 delays. That's more than an hour. And cancellations, almost 1,000. It's fine. You know, Biden administration not doing anything, just like the border. No, we're not going to. They don't care. We don't care. And they don't. They sincerely don't care. Here's what Buttigieg, Buttigieg has told the airline companies, hey, if you're going to delay people more than three hours, you got to give them food. All right. JetBlue says, OK, we'll give them $12, $12 dollars at an airport restaurant. I'll get you an English muffin. <laughs> so absurd. Now, this is not going to be solved until the federal government comes in and starts finding these airlines big time because the airlines use public property, property we paid for, the taxpayers. And they don't care. The airlines know they can't get the planes off the ground. Oh, it's so bad. So bad. Okay, Smart Life. This is our segment where we help you save money and, and get healthier or whatever we do that day. We have a regular segment on BillOReilly.com, but here is the television radio segment. You can get free stuff at IHOP. Okay, free stack of pancakes if you sign up for their loyalty program, which is free. All you got to do is sign up, you get free stack. McDonald's, you get a large fries free if you download the McDonald's app. 
You don't have to buy anything. Godiva chocolate, you get free chocolate every month per, plus birthday chocolate if you sign up for the Godiva Rewards Program. Arby's, you get a free roast beef classic sandwich if you buy a drink and you have to sign up for Arby's email list. And Dunkin' Donuts, you get a free beverage when you sign up. And on your birthday, you get a free beverage as well uh, if you join the Dunkin' Donuts Perks Reward Program. So all these people want your data. That's what they want. So if you don't mind being annoyed by emails coming in, you can get all that free. Okay? To me, it's not worth it, but to you it might be. They're not going to do anything heinous with the info. They just know where you are, and they'll send you stuff. And maybe they'll have free stuff down the line, too. So it might be worth it for you. This day in history, September 6, 1901, President McKinley shot at the Pan-American Exposition in Buffalo, New York. Now, McKinley, a Republican, was a popular president at the time because he brought the country back from an economic rough patch. Uh, Grover Cleveland's administration, second one, it, uh, it didn't do very well with the economy. And then uh, the McKinley administration won the Spanish-American War. That's Teddy Roosevelt, Rough Riders. So McKinley was popular. He was going to be reelected. Okay, but a guy uh, from Detroit, Leon Kogus, an anarchist who was fired from his job in a mill, stalked McKinley, caught up with him in Buffalo, shot him twice in the chest, didn't kill him. McKinley went to the hospital in one of the first electric ambulances, and for a week they tried to save him, but he died from gangrene because the doctors were incompetent. So that, oh, he was shot 121 years ago. He lasted a week. He died. Teddy Roosevelt took over. That is this day in history. Quick break, mail, and a final thought on what I did on my summer vacation. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD, to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith.
All right, let's go to the mail. John, I saw parts of the Biden speech. He reminded me of what the Nazis did with their backgrounds, the deep red, the military presence, and his divisive evil speech. Yeah, uh, Biden used some gimmicks he should not have used, no doubt. Ben Mitchell, Westchester, Pennsylvania. Do you support Trump issuing full pardons to the January 6th rioters if he gets elected? Uh, not for the leadership or anyone committing violence on that day. I would not pardon them. The other cases, I'd look and see what the uh, circumstances were, but not a blanket pardon. Janice McAuliffe, Salem, New York. Bill, no one has mentioned. Sarah Palin lost in Alaska. I was surprised. She lost because there was another Republican on the ticket. She will run again in November, this November. That was a primary. Um, but I don't know if Governor Palin has enough because the same Republican will be on the ticket in, in November. Uh, Ashley Alley, Murals Inlet, South Carolina. Bill, I thought the power of the purse or use of my tax dollars determined by Congress. How can Biden single-handedly decide I will pay other people's college debt? Uh, because it goes through the Department of Education. So people don't understand all this debt forgiveness goes through Americans who borrowed from the U.S. government. If you borrowed money from a bank, you can't do that. Uh, and on the question of uh, power of the purse, executive orders can override that. Ralph and Joan Stewart, Sable, New York. Hope uh, you had a nice vacation. O'Reilly, could you speak about how New York City is dying? Uh, I refuse to go to the city. Too dangerous. It's in bad shape. There's no doubt about it. It's in very, very bad shape right now. So uh, we're hoping Lee Zeldin can win the governorship against the uh, heinous Kathy Hochul. If that does not happen, you can kiss New York City goodbye for the foreseeable future. Tisa Rudder, Telford, Pennsylvania. Would you share what books you read while on vacation? Okay. The Last Hill by Tom Clancy and Bob Drury about World War II. Um, the Rest is History by Kem Timmerman. We'll have him as a guest tomorrow. He's a journalist. That's interesting. And then uh, Up Country by Nelson DeMille. An old book from Nelson, who's a friend of mine. I wanted to get back into the Vietnam thing. So, and then I read another one on Grover Cleveland, but I'll tell you about that when it comes out. The book comes out. Jack Ahern, Medford, Massachusetts, just finished Killing Crazy Horse. Wonderful read. Never knew how brutal the U.S. troops were. Well-written, many points made clear. My question, how and why did the Indians retain so much firepower? Because Canadians, Mexicans sold them guns. So did uh, criminal Americans. The Indians had no problem buying guns. Jim Skelly, Plano, Texas, just finished Killing Killers. He did an outstanding job researching and writing a book. One thought struck me while reading and the barbarity that human beings often showed us fellow human beings is shocking and depressing. I agree. Right, killing the killers. Is, but that's what we're facing, and they do the same thing today. Okay, so while we're on the subject of the killing books, killers still going strong, but three weeks from today, Killing the Legends comes out, and we have posted two excerpts. We'll have another one next Monday, uh, one on Elvis Presley, one on John Lennon. They are on BillOReilly.com. You can read them. This will be the most controversial book of the year, Killing Legends, if you order in advance from Amazon, from BillOReilly.com, from Barnes & Noble, from anywhere, you get it first. And so I hope you do that. If you re-up, 
or become a BillOReilly.com premium member, you get a book free. Best deal, smart life. So get on it. And then finally, Killing the Mob. Remember Killing the Mob? Well, today it's out in paperback. So for you people who uh, like the lighter books, Killing the Mob in paperback, a lot of FBI in Killing the Mob. Word of the day, do not be a plonker. Plonker, don't be one. We'll be right back with the final thought. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, final thought of the day. I didn't do much uh, on my uh, break uh, because uh, my beach is the backyard. My backyard is the beach. So where am I going to go? The terror dog had a good time. Terror dog does not go into the ocean. All right, likes the sand, but... Her coat is too big, so she doesn't want to go in. And I think the terror dog is afraid of sharks. Uh, So she stays dry um, and rolls around (laughs) grazing the grass. Can you dig it, right? Terror dog (laughs) loves that. That's her Welsh roots. Um, Beautiful place where I am in eastern Long Island. It's beautiful from sunup to sundown. And a lot of whales out there um, almost every day with big whales and dolphins, too, uh, in my backyard. My backyard is literally the Atlantic Ocean. Um, And we had a great time uh, watching the whales, kind of taunting them. Hey, you can't get me. Uh, There was one shark. I didn't see it, but it was by uh, the lighthouse, which is the easternmost point on Long Island. And a drone got it, captured it. But most of the time, sharks don't like my area because the currents are pretty intense there. Uh, and there's a sandbar and they, they're further out. Uh, they're where the seals are. But anyway, uh, it was a good break. Uh, I needed it. Uh, but I worked. I, I sleuthed about the uh, Trump document thing. And I read some books and I planned out our next two months because this is a key in American history. The midterms are key. You're being fed a lot of lies. We'll have the straight story. No matter what it is, we'll tell you what it is. Um, But I have to plan it out between now and November 8th. We will only be off one day between now and November 8th. Um, And we will work a thing, uh, Columbus Day, to make up for the one day because uh, it's really important. I got to stay on this because I, over the holiday, had time to watch outside of my baseball. I have to watch the Mets and Yanks, but... I had a little time to watch uh, TV news, and it's horrible. It's so misleading. It's just, it's just, and most Americans, that's what they, they're not watching it, but they get it on the Internet. You know, most people watch me on YouTube. Did you know that? Most people watch me on YouTube. Millions and millions and millions of people. They don't want to watch the whole newscast, but they take the clips, and we throw them out there every day. Um, But if you watch the whole newscast, You will be light years smarter than your peers because you'll know the truth about very important topics. So anyway, the break was good. Uh, I got in the ocean a lot. 
Okay, it's best exercise ever, swimming in the ocean. Um, but now we are in work mode here at BillOReilly.com. For those of you watching and listening on the radio, we are going to give you solid information that will enhance your life. And we will see you tomorrow.